Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. for joining us again. Yes, we are positively streaking towards a year of this this show. And with me in the studio is the lady that I like to call Yvette Fielding wasn't available. It's Linda Pollock. Hello, Linda. Hello, Clinton, you cheeky, cheeky monkey. (laughs) Wonderful. That's enough clapping there. Too long, really, isn't it? Too, too, too long. sarcastic, that, if that, anything. It, yeah, here she is. She's here. She's there. She's every bloody where. Oh, my fucking God. It's Linda. Linda, how the devil are you today? I am full of Lake District fresh air. Oh, yes. Yeah. Did you sit on a hard seat on the steamer? I did. Yeah, I told of you. you. Yeah, yeah. Whenever you see a steamer, think of me. Yeah. Climb aboard and think of Clinton. Very much so. <laughs> did you have a nice time? Yes. In Bowness and Windermere? I did. We stayed in a place called Troutbeck, which sounds horribly smelly, doesn't it? But it yes, was it lovely. it does, doesn't it? Right. It was lovely. What sort of thing was it? It was a little farm, well, a big farmhouse. Yes, the yes. whole family, I'm talking extended, lots of kids and that. Oh, yeah, lovely. Probably best we were isolated. Right. Oh, God, Stop yeah. Stop spoiling everybody else's fun. And we were surrounded by rolling hills and dales and all that and uh, sheep. Oh. Which I particularly enjoyed because they reminded me of my little cats and I did miss them terribly. Oh, lovely, because you are very much an animal lover. Who, which animals were there with you? Lovely sheep. Oh, lovely sheep. Lovely. Hey, they don't um, put the rubber bands on their tails anymore, do they? They are like dangly tails, which I, I thought don't know was anything. Does anyone know anything about that? Listen to this. When I was a little girl, we went on a school trip to mm. Derbyshire, Dovedale. Yes. Yeah. And that is where I was told about sheeps and their tails. Yes. Right, they're not supposed to have long tails because it can make the bums fester. I understand the matted feces yes. gets caught in yeah. the tail. And you, you get all wormy in that. And it's, let's be honest, it spoils the wool, which is all really the farmers care Yes, you about. don't want to be in a nice Pringle jumper with a big crawling. scree of sheep shit down the back. No, you? No, not really. Hand. No, it's not optimum, is it? Pringle? Dangle, Berry. Yeah, go on. I get it, oh, yeah. sorry, hold on just a minute. That was a hilarious joke, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, oh my pleasure. What were you saying? Anyway, that's so not... anyway, what they do on the lambs is they tie a rubber band around the tail and wait for it to just drop off. The tail? Yes. Oh, that True is facts. absolutely inhuman. Well, I don't know whether they're not allowed to do it anymore or maybe they don't have to do it now because Europe aren't involved, but they all had dangly tails, so I did fear for their um, anal hygiene. Oh, well, can I just say about that story, what do the, uh, what do the judges say? <laughs> More One, like two. Keep it like... <laughs> oh, number two! Oh, just a minute, I'll get to this in a minute. Thank you very much. Stop going to win any awards, this, is it? <laughs> Go on. Anyway, I thought the sheep were lovely. They yeah. were mostly unhorned, yes. but there were a couple of curly ones. Well, that's not a sheep, is it? That's a ram. Or no, a... well, we could tell which one was the ram. He had a thick neck and, well, a rather sizeable set on him. Ooh, and he was introduced mate. on about day three. Sweetmates, yeah. Sweetmates, yes. I think they're called, yeah. God, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> 
Yeah. Anyway, they were large and he was putting them to use. I think they were doing that thing where they mark the backs so they can see who he's been on. Really? Yeah, you know, they have a bit of income. I think Darren Day had something like that when he was in his <laughs> Except it was like glitter gel or something, wasn't it, with him? Anyway. You've been done, long. <laughs> Stick some glitter gel on her back. Do you remember when Darren Day was all the go? Everyone had a bit of Darren Day, didn't they? This is what... We haven't got any spooky music on. Can I just say, just just digressing a bit, that was the thing, wasn't it? Darren, Darren Day, Day was, was a, a love rat. Love rat. Every day, Darren Every is day a Darren Day. Is Darren. But you know, you, this is the other problem. Sometimes when I might be writing something yeah. or I'm discussing popular culture, you don't have the people that everybody shares with popular culture. It's very well, difficult to pinpoint. Who's you know, the Darren Day of the latter day? Um, Wayne Lineker, someone like that. Oh, oh. I'm not to, to Wayne, if you're out there. I think there. that Wayne revels in that idea. Um, uh, who is... Uh, uh, now, uh, modernly, well, someone probably... like Joe Wicks. Not Joe Wicks, no, Joe Pete Wicks. Pete Wicks. Pete yeah, Wicks. that one looks like a pirate. I don't know who Pete Wicks is. Oh, well. I know, you will, um, it'll be your turn soon. Pete, who was the one... <laughs> who was the one who had the... Um, it's fruit and veg store. Pete Beale. Pete, Pete Beale. Beale. And I'm thinking of Simon Wicks and Pete Beale. Okay. Oh, God, oh, this dear. is going round and round. Are we old? Are we old? No, so who is the go-to bloke who likes to put it about I a think bit? it's Pete Wicks. I don't even know who Pete Wicks is. He looks like a sort of pirate, blue-eyed pirate, you know, devilish. Oh. Oh. That does sound very sexy. You know, we laugh, but we both would. Oh, yeah. Pete Wicks. Yeah. Apologies to Joe Wicks, his wife. I'm sure yeah, sorry happy. to... And also to Pete Wicks and to... Pete uh, Wayne Lineker, Pete Beale, and uh, any of the Wickses. Steve Wicks, the former Queen's Park Rangers Chelsea yep. defender. Uh, Wicks, the... Get on with it. Yeah, right. Wicks, where, the paint men. Where were you going with this, anyway? Sheep, I like Oh, them. yes, sheep. Tell well, me about the sheep, yeah. It turns out a lot of my family are townies and they do not want to get into any proximity with, a, with, a, with an animal. Right. Never mind a sheep, which can be... I don't know. I think they're quite docile, but... And what did you... What was your relationship with them, exactly? I was the gate monitor, and right. so I was the one that was pushed out of the car every time to open the gates and to get the sheep out of the way. So you were very good with the sheep. I was, yeah. but I was very polite to them, and they'd say, what are you saying to them, sheep? Because they move away, like, beautifully for you. And what I would say was, excuse me, ladies, I'm sorry to break this up, but would you mind terribly moving out of the way of this car? We'll be gone in a second, and we won't bother you for the rest of the day. And off they went. Do, do you know what? Do you know what? This is true. In, in a past life, I knew Brian Blessed. Right. And uh, it's funny you should say that because I remember being at a party and someone was being attacked by a bee. Right. And he literally said, have you tried asking the bees, a couple of bees, I think, have you tried asking the bees to go away? Yeah. And this person laughed at me and he said, no, seriously. And this person had said, can you go away? And the bees did go away. And I thought, well, who am I to... Um, do you know what I mean? Who am yeah, I to say? Talk to an Inuit for heaven's exactly. sake. Exactly. Until I had a doggy, my miracle, I couldn't give a. St- I've said this before on this podcast. I could not give a stuff right. about animals. Mm. But I mean, I do, and I do love dogs, and and for that reason, that's why I've given up the the red meat. Right. So I do. I, you know. As I said, as a younger man, I couldn't give two hoots about dogs, but now every time I see them, I want to say, Aah! and they understand. Because yeah. I, I can sense an animal spirit yes. in lots of people. Now, with you, I would say you're less crouching tiger, yeah. more squatting chihuahua. Okay. But what I, what I will say... <laughs> <laughs> You're less Jungle King, yeah. more Burger King. <laughs> okay. Now what I'm saying is, I can't, I, I can see animal spirits. Yeah. And I, and and I love animals, and I never used to, but now increasingly as I get older, I must be getting softer Soft, in the yeah. old age. You know? We didn't eat red meat in my house from when my te- my teenage sister decided that she was too much of a pussy to become a proper vegetarian mm. so I remember going to Spain and trying to explain to them that I didn't eat red meat right. and well well let's just say there was a comical uh, mistranslation and I got it's something they still remind me of really? I said in my house we don't we only eat red meat what do you mean? What do you mean, red meat? Because, yeah. you know, they don't really understand vegetarians in Spain, no, never no, mind people don't. that are picky about meat. They don't and understand. I said, well, in my house, what I wanted to say was, in my house, we only eat chicken. Pollo. Yeah. But I said, polla. Which is what? Dick. At the dinner table, can you imagine? God! Is that your willy? I expect, uh, <laughs> if you say that to the, the waiter, that appears on a silver salver. 
Anyway, <laughs> I just wanted to tell you this. The tour is going very, very well. I've got to tell you this. Go on. La- we, well, we've been all over the place, and thank you to everyone who's come to see the show. Lots of lovely people. You were in like Halifax when I was up north. Oh, I should have come, but... We've been, yeah, well, we've been to Barnsley, Halifax. I'll tell you where we were. Barrow in Furness was yes, not far nearby. from where you were. I saw that. And then we went to uh, Coventry where the microphone sort of packed up. Ooh. Uh, which is a bit Was that pain. Spirits? No, it was uh, <laughs> a cheap headset. But anyway, then after that, we went to Basingstoke, where I've got to tell you about this. Go on. I was in the street in Basingstoke, and I heard a man playing the accordion. Mm-hmm. Uh, the accordion, Lambada. That. Yeah. He was playing that over and over and over again, and it was done so badly that I approached him. Have a little listen to this. <laughs> Well, I am uh, in Basingstoke, about to do the show uh, tonight at the Haymarket. I just want you to enjoy this man who's playing the um, Macarena, isn't it? Is that what it's called? Annoyingly playing all the wrong notes. I'll just get some change. So what you might not have picked up from that is that he insisted that instead of me going to get some change to pay the man, <laughs> I take him into the Taco Bell wow. and buy him some lunch. And I thought, bloody hell, Clinton, that'll teach you to try and be clever and record this terrible plane <laughs> for the podcast, right? And it, I found myself stood there thinking, well, he pointed up and said, that one. I said, I'm not paying 7 49 Super deluxe, but, was it? Yeah, super deluxe. So in the end, I spent 5 99 bought him some lunch, and it taught me a bloody lesson. Yeah. Don't go and recall. I mean, it was comical that it was slightly out of tune. Uh, but good luck to the fella. I think he's in probably worse state than me, so he deserved his lunch. But for that, I will be using some of his music on this podcast. I'm here with Simon Hawkins, who is the chief technician. What would you call yourself, Sam? The technical manager. The tech. All right. The technical manager. Very exciting. Uh, here at the Barnsley Civic. <laughs> Pardon me for getting your title wrong. But you're not here to speak to me in your capacity as a technical man, but rather someone who has a rather special story to impart. Speak, child. Yes, I have. Uh, in 1908, yes. there was a, a stampede at the front of the building and 16 children got trampled to death. Please put the spooky music on, Linda, in the studio. And I've been here four years and we've continually had just strange things happen. Yes. For example, the there was two of us in the building and we both had radios, but one radio went off with children's voices in the background. Bloody hell. I know. And then there was another time we have a basement here and you can't go down to the basement in the lift by pressing the button because it's sealed off. And the other day we were loading a show in and the person I was in the lift with got out and as soon as they got out, the doors closed behind me and we went down to the basement and the doors opened and all the lights were on. All the lights were on? Yes. So no one can go down into that basement? No, it, it, it would have had to have been called from floor zero. Bloody hell. But nobody can get down there. Tell me, why were these children, you know, crushed? There was a... And keep it light, for Christ's sake. There was a show and the people were coming out. And I'm not exactly sure what happened, but um, there was a surge of people on the staircase going to outside. Really? When everybody had got out, the people come in to see if there was anybody left in the building and saw 16 ch- dead children on the stairs. Oh, my giddy aunt. And so, so this place was always a theatre, not necessarily this yes. room, though, was it? Yes, it's always been a theatre, and then it was closed, and we reopened in 2010. Mm. Um, but this was in 1908 when right. it happened. Um, I'm not even going to make a joke about it. Anything else that's happened that you can tell me? Um, yes, there have been... I've been in the building on my own, and we have mm. a tower which we use to focus lights, mm. and then I've heard footsteps coming down the corridor 
where right. your dressing rooms are. Oh, God, yeah. And then I was in the building with somebody else and saw some figure walk from the dressing rooms into the room. I saw I, I saw it walk right well, past hold me. Hold on, what sort of figure? In old-fashioned clothes or what? Of course, yes. Was it? Yes, but it was, it was all black, like a Scottish widow's. So it was a woman sort of in a Scottish widow's outfit? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And you were up the taller scope? No, this one wasn't. I was behind the... um, Technical term I use there, taller scope. For you plebs at home, you won't understand that, but we do, don't we, Sam? Because we're in the (laughs) theatre. Go on. Yes, this was um, kind of backstage, and I was the only one backstage and then saw somebody walk past. I thought it was my colleague, but then when I shouted her, she was just coming out of the toilets, which is the other end of the room. And this person, you saw them, you watched them, you watched yes, them go? absolutely, yes. What do you mean? So they weren't, they weren't translucent or anything? They were... No, it was just like a shadow, really. Right. Like a shadow, but not on the floor. It was just a but shadow. dressed as a sort of a Scottish yeah, widow? all in black. It wasn't Ramon in his relaxing gear, because he's a bit of a Scottish... He's an old lady, certainly. No, I about don't. a widow. I don't think it was Ramon. OK. Well, listen, Simon, I want to thank you very much for that. Um, Simon... He's slightly shaking now. Try not to do that while you're operating my show tonight. Cause people have paid good money. Do you understand? I do. Right, OK. And if you do, I'll be pushing you down the fucking steps at the end. All right. <laughs> I said I wouldn't make a joke of it. It's only a joke. Sorry! OK. Goodbye. Oh, I thought you'd never ask. Critics may have scoffed at Holly Willoughby when she shared her love of the moon and crystals. Yeah. Did they? I didn't. I missed Which that one. I love still talking about her jumping the queue. Yeah, love of moon crystals and jumping queues. <laughs> but the This Morning Star is previously also admitted to being terrified of ghosts. And waiting her turn. Like that's admissions. Oh, sorry. I'm terrified of ghosts. Yeah, yeah. Full disclosure, I'm terrified of ghosts. <laughs> oh, so brave. Stunning yeah. and brave. She doesn't understand. I'm not terrified of ghosts because I see so many of them. Go on. <laughs> it didn't let it bother her. Now, business is booming for a bold new wellness brand, Wild Moon, spelt what you uh, I've got a wellness brand. Why is she? Everyone's getting on on this. I've got one of her perfumes. I was giving it by a friend. <gasps> what does it? What does it smell of? Holly? Oh, do you know it's got a secret ingredient, and it smells zingy and fresh. I really like it. Yeah. Do you know the secret ingredient is? Cheese. Tomato. No, oh, sorry. Tomato. tomato. Yes. Really? Yeah, I'll bring it next time. You can have a sniff. Oh, yeah, I'd like to have a sniff of Holly Willoughby. (laughs) From Fate and Fortune magazine. Now, this, I love this. This is, do you remember we've been asking you to kindly send your problems to us? If you get in touch with Fate and Fortune, speak to Jane Wallace, who looks very, very friendly. She's a psychic to the stars. She's an acclaimed clairvoyant, and she can help with family, home and life dilemmas. She looks approachable and friendly, and she's got a T-shirt on that says psychic. However, oh yeah, however, I personally think this is some of the worst advice. Oh. Yeah, this is the first one, right. Can we make up before Christmas? Since my dad died earlier this year, I've seen a really horrible side to my older brother. He's been so uncaring with mum and seems fixated on what he's getting in his dad's will. And if it's fair, then he is badly... Talk about being dyslexic. Psychic and dyslexic. Psychlexic. <laughs> Dan, it's more, 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 less about grieving... And more about money, money. right? Money. He's my only sibling. We're both going to spend Christmas with Mum. After all, it's her first one alone. But currently thought of spending time with him makes my skin crawl. Oh. What can I do to ease the tension? Now, ease the tension. Right. Now, the sensible answer would be... <laughs> Yeah. Limit your time there. Yes. Have something else planned. I'm going to have to leave you for um, half an hour yeah. because just to get a breather, basically. Yeah. Also, don't drink. Don't drink. That. That's that. That's the fundamental or, one. Or maybe, you know, have it out with him before and try and smooth the waters. However, this is the advice. I'm sorry to say, from the psychic lady, your brother is a very selfish oh. man. I've drawn the devil, <laughs> which is a Talk about whipping up. Trouble, which card that symbolises greed and self-absorption. Wow. He's out for what he can get. And don't be surprised if he mentions putting your mum in a home in the near future. Whipping up trouble. Something she doesn't need. He has designs on her house. Having said that, I've also shown the one of cups, which is all about celebrating your mum. 
It'll mean the it'll mean the world to have two children on the twenty fifth. That's yeah. that sorted then. So the so the helpful thing is, he's a shit, but don't be mean. Yeah, but I mean he's well not only he's a shit, he's the devil. So talk <laughs> about whipping it up. Now this is another one. Is his drinking a problem? Okay. Now sack it to the stars, Jane Wallace. This is the question posed to her. My husband has always enjoyed a glass of wine or two most evenings. Oh, yeah. okay. But over the last few years, I've noticed him topping himself up more and more. Sounds serious. It, sa- it started in the first COVID lockdown and hasn't stopped. No. I've tried to bring it up with him, but he shuts me down straight away and I'm worried he's becoming dependent on it. How can I get him to cut back? That's from Natasha. Now, this is what, uh, this is what Jane Wallace says, right? Based on nothing. I sense your husband has always had a very difficult past and finds it, I don't know how she knows that, finds it hard to communicate how he's feeling, so he turns to alcohol to relax. His drinking needs to be addressed, but he's not an alcoholic. Oh, how the... Do you know what it it felt like from the moment she started on this was, you're talking about me. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, of course. If you read it that way of her projecting her own thing... Yeah, that's She's it. She's very defensive of you him, know, isn't she? I, I think you'll find that he's not an alcoholic at behaviour. It's just he likes to settle down. Why not? In front of EastEnders some nights and maybe have a, you know, maybe a cabbage cream egg at the same time. Don't make him an alcoholic. And if he wants to nip outside for a fag halfway... Jane! Physician, Jane! heal thyself. Jane! And then there's this one, which I think is a bit... This is this is a base about a Christmas party. Oh, God. Please stop trusting yourselves to this woman. <laughs> there is a guy at work I've always got on with and I have a secret crush on. And I've heard through the grapevine that he's now single. Right. Our office Christmas party is in a few weeks. Can anyone else see those red flags? Oh, yeah. And I was thinking of making my move there by asking him out. But is it a mistake? He's in a different department, but I'd still see him around if he rejected me or it didn't work out. That's from Sarah. She's 26 years old and she's from London. I'm going to make him taste my jam donuts. It sounds a little bit like that, doesn't it? Yes. I think, to be honest, you know, why not? It's a Christmas party. It's a bit of fun. She's only 26. Presumably he's roughly the same age. Listen to Jane Wallace, who's probably bringing some of her own life into <laughs> I suspect. herself. Being honest, Sarah, he don't see you in that way. He values you as a friend, so my advice would be, don't go there. Romance is just round the corner for you, as it is for me. However, <laughs> don't lose hope. I'll see a man with piercing blue eyes coming into your life next April or May. He'll take your breath away, damn it. And you'll have a wonderful relationship. There's a new job on the horizon for you and all in the same company with more money. So there's lots to look forward to. Just make sure you keep your cool and a mistletoe at the office party. It's almost as if it says, P.S. What's his name? And is he really single? Yeah. Can I not? Can I pop round? So you say fit. How fit are we talking? Yeah, exactly. You are a very sexy man. Oh, you just spank me. Naughty boy. Yeah, naughty boy. <laughs> so, anyway, that's the psychic stars, Jane Wallace. Uh, good luck to you. Yeah. And uh, finally, this is this, this is another one. Oh, this is from uh, James Lee Taylor, whatever his name is. Right. James Dean Lee. Lee James uh, Dean. Uh, okay. Can I bring back the Spark Capitals? Mm. I met a guy I really fancied while at a formal work event. Oh, hang on a minute. Sarah, this isn't you, is it? <laughs> I was thrilled when he asked me out on a date and we totally clicked on social media. But when we finally met again, I was really disappointed by what I saw because instead of his nice work suit he was wearing skinny jeans and a flowery shirt flowery now is that shirt. wrong well I don't like that look but it's not for me you know this is for the 20 somethings and I think they look like they've been put on a boil wash what's you know wrong what I mean? Skin, if I could get in skinny jeans no don't I'd be, my, Clinton no, I don't can't. no don't though Clinton <laughs> No one wants to see that. Well, look, this one, Millie, this message is from Millie, 26. 26 you can feel, wear skinny jeans all, at 26. They all look like that, and I think it look. I think, personally, I get it, I get it, Millie, that they look nicer in a suit. But anyway, so he's wearing skinny jeans and a flowery shirt. I know it sounds really superficial, but I just didn't fancy him anymore. He's a lovely guy, though, and I've agreed to see him again. Oh, OK. Right. <laughs> is there anything I do can do to bring back that spark I felt when we first met? Oh, Millie. This is the answer, right? I must be honest, you do sound superficial. <laughs> and don't worry, we all are at times. If we are given a badly wrapped gift, it doesn't give us the same buzz as fancy paper. This is a human being. Yeah, but once the paper is ripped off, it's still the same gift. Ooh, the filthy <laughs> devil. <laughs> ripped off? Also, if you try to rip off skinny jeans, take you all day. Oh, give him really a head start and say you'll come back. After. Yeah, it would take me long enough to get them on, <laughs> let alone off. The ritual I would like to give you is called holding the same value. <laughs> you 
all need. This is what instead what a of load of shite. This is. Hold <laughs> on. You would dismiss this, Linda. You dismiss all of it. This is a ritual. This is a ritual. Instead of deciding whether she likes him in the skinny jeans or not, do this. It's called holding the same value. You will need two new five-pound notes. Take one and fold it as many times as you can. This is this is just to find out whether there's a spark or not. Uh, take one, fold it as many times as you can, and place it under your pillow, leaving the other flat on the nightstand. The nightstand. Like the bedside table. Oh, the nightstand, OK. In the morning, take both notes and buy a gift to the value of two. <laughs> what have we done now, folding wrap for? The, what is this all for? Now wrap the gift as badly as possible. The next time you see this man, give him the gift and say, sorry about the wrapping. Hope you like the gift. <laughs> His reaction will show you the true man. What? Why are we testing him? She just don't fancy him. You can, and then it says you can always use the suit in the bedroom to add the spark you're looking for. Because that's a real turn on, isn't it? I'm wearing my suit uh, that I wear in accounts during the week. Well, you need two new £5 notes holding the same value. I thought he was going to say something semi-sensible, like screw one up and have one flat in your hand. And you'll realise it's the same thing. But no, it was just some weird ritual whereby you buy him, I don't know, what can you buy for a tenner that a man likes? I think that's a load of absolute bomb. What a load of shit. I mean, the question was, can I bring the spark back? That's all it was. Instead, you're testing him to see if he's as superficial as you, I think. Oh, what is it? Listen, you're 26. If you don't fancy him, move on. How many times do I have to tell you people, if you want advice on love, life... Spirit world, come to Linda and Clinton, all right? Clinton at clintonbaptiste.com. But then I think if they had the sense to do that, they wouldn't be in these pickles, would they? They absolutely wouldn't. Ladies and gentlemen, talking of people who don't know their ass from their elbow, let's get to Ramon, who I managed to speak to on tour this week. <laughs> Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I've got Ramon, we're in the dressing room, we're at the Civic in Barnsley and it seems as good a time as any to bring up with you that last night at the Premier Inn we are in Barrow in Furness, uh, which is a lovely place if you've ever been, uh, we had, we were there and next door to me, room number 17, right, I was 18 and don't look at me like that, you know very well what you did, you had someone round, didn't you, late at night? Just a minute, hold the bus. Stop the calendar right. and you behave yourself. Right. Listen, I, you come off the stage. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, listening to this, you, you, you come off the stage, you're starving. You'd eat the sofa. It's absolutely, you're parched. Yeah. And what I do is I find when I come off the stage, I'm, I've really got to get something done something me. Something to it, yeah. Something down you. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm suggesting that what you... Just eat. Bullshit. 
a donut kebab. Right, well, let me tell you what I heard. That did not sound like a Just Eat or a Deliveroo or an Uber Eats. <laughs> it sounded like... Well, it sounded like... I'm not going to say... It sounded like a person. I don't, couldn't tell the voice, male or female. There was someone in your room and either you were having trouble getting the top off of some sort of peri-peri sauce, but there was a lot of banging going on against the wall. The yeah. bag burst. What can yeah. I say? Yeah. I had cans of Coca-Cola in there and they were clattering about. Plus, I had the telly on. Yeah. There what was a, an was... Arnold Schwarzenegger movie on and yeah. I was getting right into that whilst I was pouring that kebab down my throat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it was a, there was about 50 foot of it. I put it to you that you were up all night what? enjoying sexual relations with someone when you need to be fit and ready to do the show the next day. Listen, don't be... Don't start. Boom, 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 boom all night long. Banging, jiggling, banging. Don't be... That was MTV. A pair of buttocks banging against the wall. It was the World Service News. Oh, it God. was VH1. The... It's, it's just sex with you all the time. It's, oh. I, well, no, well, you, I don't but know what that was going like, on last oh, night. Oh, don't be... It's a television. What were you doing? Dirty, Gas, dirty. Gastric enteritis. Gastric enteritis. I had a 40-foot kebab oh. and I had the tub of chilli sauce. You were getting something down here, I tell you that. If I break wind during the night and the walls are like paper, that's no matter. Oh, it was I, horrible. I'm, well, that was the next thing. That well, was the next thing. I've got an app for it as well, and it co- it just... An app for it? You need a cock for it. Oh, come on. Away you in shite. <laughs> yeah, you. I tell you what, and who was that I saw you nipping out your room this morning? Listen, that's the cleaners. Was it really? I put it to you. It was someone who delivered your food. He was clutching his helmet in his hand as he left. What are you talking about? Away you go, you dirty bastard. You're a dirty bastard. I put it to you. Would you are a high court judge? Prime a face, yeah? Prime my fish, I wouldn't wash your fish, you no. manky, dirty bastard. I could say the same to you. you. Listen, you, you're going to get my boot right up your chocolate kiki winker. Don't you kinky winker me, you bastard. Right, well, hoofing, hoofing. I remember in Barnsley, we're learning the dialect. Hoofing, we're learning. Hoofing. Right, well, look, ladies and gentlemen, we're in bars. We're going to do the show tonight. He doesn't look his best. He's, he's stuffed his face with kebab and human oh, grizzle. You're a dirt. Get out. Get Just out. get. Turn get that out. off. I mean, okay. shite. Thank you. And now to a story from someone who calls himself Peter Grant, who got in touch. Spooky music, oh. please, Linda. And begin the story. Dear Clinton, I am a great fan of the podcast. Good lad. And I believe I have stories that will shit you right up from my childhood. It's going to take a thing or two, mate, but go on, try me. My late father was a caretaker at a private girls' school in Chelsea. Ooh. Previously, it was a lavish set of apartments that was converted into a finishing school and ultimately a private school for girls in the early 50s. Right. The building and the interior were beautiful. Floral mosaic floors. This is sounding like a, a Mark Spencer's advert. Yeah. Floral mosaic floors, white stone staircases, and beautifully painted portraits in the dining room. And with the £10,000 per term fee, you, can you be surprised? It was like Buckingham Palace. Right. My father had an apartment in the basement, and every weekend I would go and visit him and stay over the holidays. I hated walking in the school by myself. My fears and anxieties was deepened <clears throat> by the rumours that the building was haunted. <laughs> There are a few spooky events that happened in the school, but I will tell you two of the spookiest that occurred during Christmas 2009. These stories are so scary that I think even Linda will be a believer by the end of them. (laughs) I don't think so. You're kidding yourself. In 2009, my father and I was watching... There it is again. My father... Can you... If you're going to write in, can you speak the bloody... King's English. In 2009, my, my, my father and I was watching a Christmas film. That Friday was the last Friday of my term, and I was absolutely thrilled that I had a few weeks off. <laughs> in most school, schools, including this one, which I'll remain nameless, finished, and as you can imagine, the teacher stayed behind to get blind drunk. The flat was situated under the staff room, which was the room where the drinks being held, which was the room where... The drinks were being held. Drinks I think party it means. Drink was. Party. Jesus I don't Christ. know. Although the teachers and their drunken debaucheries were throughout the five-floored Victorian school. A teacher came down and managed to coax my father with a capital letter, like his <laughs> father is God, yeah. and I to come up and join the festivities. Ooh, I bet she did. So, we obliged. Yes. We obliged, yes. Obliged, he means. Yeah. Staying for an hour during which they decided to play a game, hide and seek in the dark. 
That's a bit kinky for drunken grown-ups, isn't it? Hide and seek. Sounds quite arousing, this side. Go on. All the power in the school was shut down and you'd hear the claps of the person hiding and you'd go find them. An admin worker who was at the party was chosen to go find seven other teachers who had hidden. She started in the Great Hall and listened out for the claps. I, I would just see where the smell of instant coffee was coming from. <laughs> With all the power off, she stumbled up the white stairs. Clap! She went up another floor. Clap! She went up another floor. Eventually, she got to the highest floor, floor five, which was where the sixth formers had their social rooms. <laughs> Felt wrong. Floor five was spooky. Girls did not like to go up there by themselves and only travelled in groups. They said they felt someone lurking behind the door frames, watching them, and occasionally could hear music being played in some of the rooms. Oh, my fucking God. No, it was rumoured to have been the ghost of a former caretaker. mad. Even teachers dislike going up there, but this night... The admin teacher did. She went into the room immediately to the right of the staircase. After hearing a clap, a small, cosy, six-form social room. She heard breathing and grabbed someone and said, Found you. Get your ass downstairs. That doesn't sound like the right way to treat an, a colleague, does it? I think in a jokey way... And a posh colleague at that. Find you, get your ass downstairs. <laughs> After some time, the admin teacher returned. Having found all the teachers, the power was turned on. And the teachers returned. They said each where they were hiding. Not one of them mentioned the fifth floor. The admin teacher looked terrified. And that's when she asked, who was on the fifth floor in the sixth form social room? Yeah. No question mark, but we've got to say yeah, we got it's the a idea. question. Yeah. The teachers looked at each other confused and uneased. No one, replied the teachers. The room was silent and the evening was never the same. She completely ruined the party atmos. That's the end of that story. <laughs> oh, my what God. But, but That's it. That is the end of that story. So, clearly... Uh, Linda, don't be so cynical. Clearly what... <laughs> Linda! Come on. Clearly, the point is that there was someone up there. Something absolutely terrifying. Do you know oh, the they were all pissed up and didn't hear. Oh, you are so cynical. Oh, my fucking God. You're so cynical. <laughs> the following day, I asked my dad if I could pinch some of the expensive Christmas Sorry, decorations fine. off the tree in the Great Hall. Wow, he's the caretaker. He said yes, but I had to wait till Sunday evening when it was for certain no teachers, especially the fat principal Robert, wow, that's, was not going to return. I mean, I have to say, it does sound... All sort of spooky and old schools very much have it. My question is, why are they not comprehensive schools yeah. who have this sort of, you know, scary atmosphere? I suppose because, um, you know, never mind staying there for all eternity. The kids are hard enough to get them to turn up at 10 to ten to 9 and stay till 3.30 at night. Never mind eternity. Exactly. Sub that, I'm out. Imagine a Harry Potter. I mean, if you had a Harry Potter, which is all about ghosts and ghouls and that yeah. at a comprehensive school... Well, my school, we gave a Quidditch. Oh, fuck that. Come on. Did you <laughs> go and have some embassy, filter, embassy filters around the back of the, the PE block? Hufflepuff. Yeah, I've got, I've got some quite good gear as it goes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's none of that. I would like to, if anyone's got any comprehensive school um, ghosts, you know what I mean? Oh, no, why would you want to go back? Have you ever been back to your old school? No, I have they, not. They, they smell funny, they smell the same. Yeah. And then the teachers start saying, oh, call me Dave. And it's oh, like, I no, like I that. can't. I don't like that. I can't. The final straw came during the following week. During the day, there wasn't much to do. So I went into the school library where I was a role-playing, pretending I was a librarian, helping difficult cousins. How was a strange kid? child. <laughs> it's important <laughs> to remind you that all the rooms in this building had fireplaces, thank you. OK, thank you. Thank, thank you, it was important to remind me of that. After all these, after all these were at one point... Oh, after all, comma, oh, these were on, at one man. point flats. I tell people. you what, he wasn't educated at this posh school, <laughs> no. was he? After all, these were at one point flats for people where fireplaces were... Their only source of heat. The fireplaces remained, but they had all been shut off and hadn't been used since the 1980s. Well, one day when in the library I heard this bang and a deep whooshing sound, the fireplace had produced fresh coal which poured out onto the floor. Santa, I thought? No, although I wish it was. Instead, 
There was a shoe belonging to a child. What? Like one of those nice fancy buckled ones. Yes, I know. I was absolutely shitting myself and confused. I went over and picked it up, and just as I did, there was a loud bang on the closed library door. Oh, no! Linda farted in the kitchen. Sorry, the library, not the kitchen. <laughs> and sounds of a laughing child running away. <laughs> I went to my dad, having remained quiet about it for the past few days. Oh, hang on. Okay. Right, right. so we're flashing forward. Yeah. And he simply nodded. He came up. What? Hang on. Tidied the mess caused by the coal, so he left it there for days and he didn't notice. What kind of a shit caretaker is he? And told me not to tell anyone about this, saying they wouldn't understand. There were continuous spooky events that followed in the years following, but after a while it became a normal occurrence for us, even for the students and teachers. To this day... I hope that shit you up nicely. If you want to hear more, I will happily tell you more spooky going-ons. Sending you all my love and spooky vibes to you and the wonderful three-titted Linda. Personal. Linda saggy tits. Yours spookily. Peter, Peter bloody, bloody Grant. Grant. Thank you, Peter. That was a lot of effort yeah. from Peter. And I want to thank you. Can we have more spooky stories like that? Linda's... Shaking her head! Yeah, so, one... <clears throat> Someone not hearing something properly at a party where everyone's pissed up. No, they gra- grabbed hold of someone. Well, That's I, I think, yeah, might. probably one of the teachers. Anyway, yeah, and then... I'm going to show then finding you. a messy fireplace and leaving it for right. days. Let me show you the artwork for this podcast. What does it say? Paranormal podcast. Look at that! There! there yeah, look. Paranormal podcast, well, right? All right, yeah. That's what we're dealing with here. That's what I'd like to deal with, Just but unfortunately... She's such a poo-pooer. Peter Bloody Grant is a Billy Bloody Bullshitter. You're a bloody poo-pooer is what you are. (laughs) Next. Now we move to a bloke who calls himself the Yorkshire Ghost Guy. He got in touch with me this week and sent me some very, very spooky recordings. This is the Yorkshire Ghost Guy. I'm here with Andrew Pollard. He calls himself the Yorkshire Ghost Guy. And he got in touch with me, uh, didn't you, Andy? I did. I certainly did, yeah. And uh, he's got a couple of things he would like you all to hear. Now, I don't have the means here to slow down what you've sent me and, um, you know, or anything anything like that. Um, So I, I will require you to tell the listeners what we've got here. Please shoot. Tell us what you do, Andy. Um, well, I'm a, for all intents and purposes, a, a ghost, a ghostbuster, or what people would call a ghostbuster. Yeah. Who are you going to call ghostbusters in the shape of Andy Pollard? What can you tell me? Well, because the listeners, there's a lot of people. I get it, Andy. Yeah. There's a lot of idiots who listen to this who want to take the piss, Andy, quite honestly. <laughs> he don't bother, he don't, honestly, it don't bother me that at all. It very rarely gets, you know. I mean, it's not, it's not personal. It's not, it's not saying about my wife or my kids. It's just about me hobby. So it doesn't really. It's like water for ducks back, really. Right. I mean, your wife isn't a ghost, is she? Or the kids? <laughs> uh, not yet. No. 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 I mean, she does float around without a head on. I've seen. Not moaning. That. Yeah, moaning. Moaning. Yeah. <laughs> Rattling <laughs> chains. Yeah. Um, so, Andy, tell us what you've got. What's the most convincing thing you've got? Um, I think the very first, the first one that, that, that you said sounds like a like an owl or a or a bird. I'm going to um, play this out now, ladies and gentlemen. One second, Andy. Yep. There's lights on the wall. Can you make them? Can you walk in front of it? Now, what was that? Tell us what we just heard just then, then. This was recorded at Newark, Newark Castle. This was the very first time I joined a ghost team back in 2012. I was just part of the, the ghost team, and I was, I, I was in charge of audio. Yeah. Um, and I didn't hear this till I got home. Um, so for, the, the for, group... our, for our southern listeners, just in charge of audio means you're in charge of the audio. Yeah. In charge of audio. <laughs> Sorry, I'd, yeah. Um, I was in charge of the audio. He's the Yorkshire ghost guy. That's how he speaks, for fuck's sake. Go on. Um, yeah, so as I said, I was, I was in charge of the audio, and yes. um, I didn't re- I didn't hear this till I got home. Um, you'll hear the, the, the group leader Pat saying, um, um, "Can you show us a light? Can you can you make a noise?" And his vo- mm. voice at the end say, says, "No." Um, yeah, and, I've got to be honest with you, Andy. It does sound a little bit like you're in an aviary, and that sounds like a bloody parrot or something, doesn't it? <laughs> 
No, I can I can assure you, it's uh, Newark Castle in Nottinghamshire in 2012. I know where it is, Andy. You're preaching to the converted, mate. I'm just saying yeah. there are other birds there, and then at the end it sounds like a squad. Oh, oh, yeah. No, I mean, it might do to some people, but I think it sounds like um, you know, somebody saying no. How? <laughs> it didn't sound like that at all. Did it sound like that? It does, and I, I, I imagine the rest of the thing goes no. <laughs> um, Andy, what about this? I'm going to play another one out now that you sent me. Now this is difficult because I can't be forensic about this. As I say, I can't cut it down and slow it down. But this is just, just. <laughs> now what is that? What was that? Tell me. It was about your daughter or something, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Um... My daughter did the uh, typical teenage thing. Um, she says, "I'm, I'm joy riding, joy riding, donutting in a pub car park." What? <laughs> she went. She was bored one night, and I says jokingly, "Oh, come out, ghostbusting." Uh, mm. So she come out. Mm. Uh, and I took her to Lodge Moor in Sheffield, a, a former prisoner of war camp. That's nice of you. Yeah. <laughs> and to, uh, towards <laughs> don't end, tell me, I, don't tell me, I don't <laughs> do anything nice for you, love. Go on. <laughs> Towards the end of the night, she got a bit scared, and I says, look, I says something like, uh, look, love, it's not scary, is it? And this voice, this bloke's voice says, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, like Bill Hart, yeah. All right, I'm going to keep playing that over and over again. This, ladies and gentlemen, according to Andy, is an, uh, a ghost voice saying, yes, it is. What else can you give us, Andy? Um, a lot of the stuffs on on the on the YouTube uh, website. Right. You know, yeah. I didn't. I, I ain't got that much ready because I didn't. I didn't want to bore you. Do you know what I mean? I, um, bore me. Bore me. It's a bloody paranormal podcast. What do What do you think <laughs> I wanted to hear about your job at the <laughs> post office? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, Andy um, is a postman, by the way, and good luck to him. Well done, mate. Thank you. Well, I've I've snookered myself a bit because I was I thought I was striking this week, so I worked what would have been my day off. So now I've got to work every day this week because we've caught strike off. Oh God, really? But, yeah, that's a bit. Why, why are they not striking? Because uh, Union have done some not crossed the T's and dotted the I's. So oh God, I tell you what, I I have to say the post office is a first class service, by which I mean it comes all crumpled about ten days late. <laughs> yeah, it's true, that, yeah. No, I mean, hats off to you, mate. Um, I expect you do a lot of exercise. We're segueing nicely into working as a postman. What's it like? Yeah. Keeps you physically fit, I bet. Yeah, it's all right, yeah. It's all right. Been doing it 31 years. Yeah, what about the dogs that bark at you and that sort of thing? I got bit last year and I had to have a tetanus. That, that was quite bad. Did the post office take action against... We'll get back to the ghost in a minute. Did, did the post office take action against the dog handler? No, they just told him to put a box on his wall. And that was it. Yeah. I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want to go back, but yeah, I didn't, no, I didn't want to go right. back. Quite yeah. right. Bastards. Um, and, uh, okay, getting back to the paranormal, What what is your site so everyone can listen to it? Um, it's, just a, it. it's, just, it's just a little YouTube site. Um, I intended to go live yes, last night, but I didn't realise yeah. you have to have 50 like, subscribers and I've only got 21, I think. So that's no good that. So I'm, I'm, oh, I'm we'll give him some more subscribers for Christ's yeah. sake. Twenty-one. Yeah. Well, that's all right. These things grow, and just well, can you give us the site, the name of the site, so some of my, well, I mean, with the amount of people listen to me, you might get it up to about twenty-two or twenty-three by the end of the week. <laughs> yeah. I hope so. Uh, it's just if you go to YouTube and type in Yorkshire Ghost Guy. Yorkshire um, Ghost Guy. Yeah. And and that's it. Yeah, that's about it. Is there any other treats that I've not played people yet that um, you, can, you can send to me that I can play out to people just to wet the whistle? Yeah, the, 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 a strange one. I, I weren't present on the night, but they went to Rufford Abbey um, yeah. one night. This team and I weren't there, but they sent me audio. Yeah, and a lot of the a, a oh, lot dear. of these old a lot of these old castles and abbeys tend to smell a bit because they're damp. And these yeah. these blokes are saying, "Oh, who's, who's dropped that?" You know, as they do joking. Uh, this this voice in background Bl blown says, off. You mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and a voice in background says Pat smells, and it's uh, and you reckon it's a child's voice. That was quite weird. 
how can I get to hear Pat Smiles? I'll, I'll send it to you and you can... Uh... Yeah. Right, ladies and gentlemen, Andy Pollard is going to shortly get off this Zoom call and he's going to send me a child's voice saying, Pat smells. Yeah? Yeah. Will yeah. you do that when we put the phone I'll, down? I'll promise. Right. Yeah, I promise you. Andy, thank you very much and thanks for your services to the um, the his King's Postal Service. Yeah, oh, yeah it's King's, isn't it? Yeah, that yeah. Good, it? Anything else you want to tell us? Uh no, I'm not trying to make anybody believe that um, if you enjoy it, enjoy it. Um, yeah, it's just there to listen to. I, th- I think they definitely, I, I definitely think there's some there. I'm not, okay. I'm not saying it's um, ghosts or I don't know. Perhaps we, you know, continue in some form after we pass on. I, that's that's. Uh, see, I don't, I truly don't believe there's ghosts. I think we're just going to a different, um, yeah, realm. State of, yeah, state of existence. Yeah. Okay. Andy, thank you very much. Andy Pollard, everybody. Thank you very much for that. Brilliant. Hello, Clinton here. Later on, in fact, the next day in my hotel room in Liverpool on tour. And this is the thing that Andy sent me. Pat Smells from that night in the Smelly Cave or whatever it was. Have a listen. Pat Smells. Have a listen. That. One more time. Is that your Willie? Sorry, I mean. <coughs> Pretty spooky stuff. I think you'll agree. Mm. This week, when I was this past week, I was up in where was I? Halifax. Yeah. Doing the show with Ramon. And please come and see the bloody show. Clinton versus Ramon. I'm coming. When are you coming? Cambridge. If you want to come and see us in Cambridge, you'll see Linda there, scoffing. And <laughs> while we were there, a friend of Ramon's, Ford Kiernan. He's the originator, he's the star of Chewing the Fat and Still Game, hugely popular in Scotland and in England for that matter. Major talent, yes, one and only, Ford Kiernan. Ford, if you could just regale us with this story. And Linda, in the studio, please put on the spooky music. Thank you. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going back some years now, and my, my mother uh, was uh, hosting a, a party uh, for a medium mm. uh, to come to the house. Um, I won't give his name, but I think he's fairly well known in Scotland. He was, right. a, he was a white witch for quite some time. And um, he, at one point, um, exorcised Beecher's Brook live on radio. Uh, Just a minute, what do you mean? Beaches Brook, the, the, where the horses jump over? Yeah, well, they were falling all the time. Um, you know how clumsy they are, yeah. horses. Very clumsy if they're yeah. ridden at great speed, something yeah. that no one can get over, yeah. Yeah, they're idiots, really. And, yeah. and the, um, there was a lot of horses falling there, and Jimmy went and... Uh, oh, I thought I'd given his name away. Yeah, Jimmy. And, yeah, Jimmy. Uh, and he's dead now. Um, oh. But he exercised that there. Anyhow, uh, he was doing uh, house, houses, you know, big groups of people mm. in houses, and it was great. Uh, but he was a bit of a he was a bit of a charlatan. Mm. Uh, I mean, I'm sure Th- these people do he exist. Often are. Are. He often they are. do. Ramon slightly in doubt what his skills are, but uh-huh. go on. So Jimmy the charlatan. He, t- he turned up. He turned up, and uh, he, he put on a nice little show, and he, he spoke to a few people and reassured them about loved ones and past mm. ones and things like that. Mm. And then the, the highlight of his evening was uh, removing a shoebox from his car uh, with a silk cloth over the top of it and uh, he announced once everyone had dimmed the lights that inside the box was the skull of the Marquis de Sade that he owned for those who don't know the Marquis de Sade is famously where the word sadism derives from what was he a sexual um, deviant sexual deviant no 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 he was an entertainer he was an entertainer yeah yeah Not, not Jimmy I mean the Marquis de Sade and um, so suitably everyone was impressed with this, you know, yeah. the lights are down, and then suddenly he opens the box, withdraws the skull and holds it up. But it's tiny. It's a tiny little skull. Yeah. And my mother said, that's not the skull of the Marquis de Sade. He said, it is, you know. Mm. It is. She says, it's too small. Mm. It's about the size of a tangerine. Mm. He said, this is the Marquis de Sade when he was a wee boy. <laughs> They threw him out. Well, 
Fard, are you taking the piss out of the the um, well out of the paranormal? What 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 I do and what Ramon does? No, no, absolutely not. I've I've got an enormous amount of respect for people that are involved in the same. Uh, businesses as, as you are. Um, right. One of the earliest books I remember reading was Voices in My Head by, yeah. by, by Doris Stokes. Right, quite right. Which, which is a phenomenal book. And right. uh, I used to do some of that for my friends just for a laugh after a couple of ciders when we were teenagers. What, um, what word am I thinking there? See uh, if you can pick up any of the telepathy. Right. Is it, is it, is it tricycle? Fucking hell. Is it, was it? Was it? I don't Jesus know. Christ! Tricycle. Sorry, are you? Are you fucking me about? No. Did you it? write that down no. before or something? No. That's well, insane. well, one time is lucky. What about now? Okay. Gynecology. A fa- <laughs> Look, I no, don't no, know no, what you, you think. You, I don't know what you think you're playing at. Someone's playing a trick on me. You, you, Ramon, have you been writing words down? I'm, I've not say, said a word, but this doesn't surprise me. This is what happens, and it comes in threes. Try another one. Well, if it, you get this right, mm-hmm. well, I don't know what I'll do, but I will believe. I will believe in you and your ability. Right, Look at me and tell me what you see. And if you say overweight, I'll be fucking furious. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm nervous now. No, don't worry. Just take... Clear your mind. Clear your mind. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. He's doing a shave. Is it... Is it Jacob? You're a... You're a... You're a... You're a a visionary. Oh, Jacob. You're a visionary. Jacob. Jacob. Tricycle gynecology and Jacob. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, all those three things. Chase the cooking. Ecology and, and Jacob. Jacob. I had their second album that lot. Yeah, this is Man, I feel real funny now. Yeah, yeah, well, that makes Keep change. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that's Ford Keenan there, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that's unbelievable. A man who has, he's got, clearly got psychic ability. Tricycle gynecologist Jacob. Jacob. Is it something about the NHS? Or? Something like that. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you. So we come to the close of another wonderful paranormal podcast. Linda, first of all, how's it going with the job hunting? Um, well, here's the thing. I'm getting to the point where it's the hope that kills you, right? So I'm keeping going and trying just to take it one step at a time and not to start imagining myself and thinking, what would I wear? Right. Right, I'll just see what happens. Presumably, you'd have to wear, you know, for work, something totally different to what you wear to come into my work. Yes, I'd have to tone it down. I'd have to tone down the sexy quite a lot. Yeah, Yeah. I think so. And uh, you're wondering what Linda's wearing now, aren't you? Ooh. Uh, Pervert. Uh, (laughs) No, yeah, stop thinking about that at home. Uh, Linda is going to go and do that. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully, if she hears anything about a job, then she will let us know. Well... Or if you don't hear from me again, you know I got it. And, yeah, well, that's right. That's my worry that she'll have to leave here. If you, will you Let's have to worry leave about that when it happens. What Linda to go? I mean, this is the problem. She's very, very reliable, but Linda put wrong paper in recycling. Will Will they put up with that sort of behaviour? Well, let's see. Your let, job? Let's test the premise. Oh well. I am a ghost, and I don't think Linda is any good. That was one of your references. I won't be. Yes, I won't be forwarding that one. Okay, well, look, it's just time for... Linda no, is shit. I don't know oh, what's wrong with that. There's something... Linda is shit. I, I, there's something terrible... Linda is shit. This soundboard... Are you trying to hex my chances? No, not at all. Until next time, I'm now going to play you out with a bit of Barry White. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks as ever to Linda. Let's hope we keep hold of her. She's looking for a job, you know. My thanks to Ramon, to Ford Keenan, to the Yorkshire Ghost Guy, Andy Pollard, to Peter Grant for his lovely story about that school. And thanks to you. And oh, sorry, Barry, thanks to you. 
That's all right, baby. I'm gonna kiss you on the lips. I'm gonna slobber. I'm gonna slobber, 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 slobber. Ooh, yeah, I can feel it. Well, you're not feeling it now. Come on. We've got to go. It's time to go, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time, I do hope you'll join me again. Keep your chins up. Ooh, I'm grinding, 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 grinding on you, baby. Until next time, thanks for listening. Keep it spooky. on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah, right. Clinton Baptiste here, offering you the chance to enjoy my Patreon podcast for free for seven days. So many people have been joining me over there. It's a shame that you're not. Uh, we've got videos, cartoons, we've got uh, all sorts of stuff, uh, uh, all the old back catalogue, and a chance for exclusive dibs on tickets before anyone else. Please come to patreon.com forward slash Clinton Baptiste. All right, spirit fading now. See you there. Fady nail.